Chapter Three of the New Adventures of Alice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stacy Cologne. The New Adventures of Alice by John Ray. Chapter Three: The Peevish Printer. It makes me sick, absolutely sick! Exclaimed a small peevish voice at Alice's elbow. They ought to let me have print em some neat handbills to stick up at every corner instead of having all this hubbub. Turning, Alice saw a little spectacled man almost bald with a very inky apron and the dirtiest hand she had ever seen. She simply couldn't help looking at them a little disapprovingly as her mother looked at hers sometimes. He did not seem to notice her reproving glance, however, but continued to exclaim, It makes me sick, more bitterly than before now putting his hands over his ears as if to shut out the din made by the town crier's bawling and the noisy bell. Of course, when he did this, his ears and cheeks became almost as dirty as his hands, and Alice found herself saying, Now just look at your face. Don't be ridiculous, said the little man. How can I look at my face? That's for you to do. There are no mirrors in this town, anyhow, even if I wanted to look at my face, which I don't. You see, King Cole... But that's a long story. Perhaps I have it with me. I'm a printer, as you may have guessed. That is, I'm a printer most of the time. Fair time I sell pies. Have to make a living somehow, you know. Oh, then you're the pie man, exclaimed Alice. Yes, but pastry purveyor would have sounded much better. Don't you think so? Looked well in print, too. He had been fumbling in his pocket and now fished out a folded sheet of very soiled paper, which he carefully spread out on the grass. This isn't it, I'm afraid, he murmured, but it will do pretty well. It was the strangest page of print Alice had ever seen. She could make nothing of it except for the title at the top, which was Printer's Pie, in very black capital letters. But even that spelled wrong, she said to herself, it should be P-I-E. The rest was a jumble of letters and figures and punctuation marks of all kinds and sizes. Perhaps it's a puzzle. It looks very interesting and like some foreign language, said Alice doubtfully. But what does it mean? That's what I was hoping you'd be able to tell me, said the printer thoughtfully, tapping the paper as though to shake the jumble of letters into some more readable arrangement. Children usually know all about pie. You see, I have to print this sort of thing now and then, just to keep busy now that they have a town crier, he added apologetically. I wish I had a piece of apple pie right this minute, sighed Alice, suddenly reminded that she was very hungry in spite of the two flying buns she had eaten. You ought to have come at fair time, you know, said the printer, but perhaps we can manage it. It's only a matter of spelling after all. He drew from the huge pocket in his apron a very compactly folded up little printing press and some small sheets of paper, found an E, which he inked with the palm of his hand, and printed it carefully after the P-I of the title, making it Pi. They're kicking up such a noise I almost forgot how to spell, he muttered to himself. Don't want to see you go hungry, though, and I'll do the best I can for you. But show me first your penny, he added absent-mindedly. While he talked, he had been tearing the paper into the form of scalloped circle, and finally handed it to her. Alice was somehow not in the least surprised that the paper pie had become brown and warm and fragrant. 
and the letters p i e had turned into the usual row of cuts in the crust she handed him a penny which he took and examined with great interest turning it over and over and murmuring in a hoarse whisper very pretty very pretty good likeness too very good indeed alice had noticed that his voice had been growing hoarser and hoarser as he talked it was now scarcely audible when he had thoroughly examined the coin he put it back into her hand pushing it away without a word when she tried to return it to him then he started setting type with great rapidity and slipping a small piece of paper into the press he jammed down the lever raised it again and pulled out this neatly printed little slip i said show me your penny not give me your penny oh said alice so you did this seemed to her a strange way of carrying on a conversation but after all she said to herself it's really a very nice sort of game i wonder if he usually talks this way the printer seemed to have read her thoughts for in the twinkling of an eye he had printed another little slip like this well in the first place as you see my voice is rather weak it very rapidly becomes a whisper so to speak just think how handy it might be to print instead of talk if i should fall into the sea help help i'd never squawk not i i'd print some circulars in bold-faced type display your kind assistance is required i'm sinking in the bay or if i took to me a wife stone deaf of course you see in converse then how indispensable my press would be that sounds very reasonable i must say mused alice of course it's reasonable said or rather printed the peevish printer petulantly then something seemed to occur to him he smiled mysteriously and printed this the tiny type looks just like a whisper thought alice this is a secret i'm the man who printed mother goose this is a rhyme the poet wrote about me printer man printer man print me a book tell what a great man am i make me a hero by hook or by crook or i'll beat you and blacken your eye i didn't just like that one especially the part about beating me so i simply left it out you see i might have been twice as famous there's just that pie man rhyme about me now then, too, I wasn't anxious to be known as the printer of the book, either. The poet who wrote the rhymes has had to live in hiding for years. Some folks didn't like what he said about him and wanted to kill him, and they might have felt the same about me for printing what he wrote. I don't know as I'm exactly proud of being classed with that mother goose crowd anyway. They're a mixed lot. Beggars, pigs, and pipers, and very few gentlemen among them, you'll notice. Alice had noticed that the crowd gathered about the town crier in the street was a strangely assorted lot, though all looked familiar. Tall and short, fat and thin, beggars and fine folks, and a great many quaintly dressed old women and children. Pigs, cats, dogs and crows, and other beasts and birds seemed to mingle with the rest on equal terms. One neatly shaven pig she noticed coming out of a shop over the door of which hung a sign. I shave em barber and wig-maker. She had been so interested in the printed conversation game that she had almost forgotten to eat her pie, which lay on the grass beside them. Now she took it up. What a dear little brown pie! How good it will taste, she thought. Mmm, mmm, I'd better eat it before it's all cold, she thought, and politely started to offer a bite to the printer, 
but saw that he was furiously busy printing a lot of little circulars on bright red paper. When he had printed fifty or more, he gathered them up and jumped to his feet, then thrusting one into Alice's hand so excitedly that he caused her to drop the pie, he dashed off into the crowd, distributing his red circulars right and left in mad haste. Even a bellman stopped his din in amazement. Alice looked at the scarlet sheet and read in huge capitals, FIRE! 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 End of chapter 3